sunglasses on. I'm at a funeral. Oh, sunglasses. Yeah. Are we live? Fuck it. Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jared Shaffet, along with my good friend, Artemis Brower. Artie, week two of flu week for me. I don't know. I'm... I, I'm I'm struggling over here. Tell me, tell me what it is, man. What is what? What is, is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Being out and about. Is it? Is it baby in the house? And I know that is is the baby good? Is is the wife baby, good? Is it just you? Everybody else is good. It's just me. Just me. Um. No, I think started last week and then just a nagging cough, man. Um. So trying to get through a podcast and. uh yeah, it, it's definitely it's definitely tough. I mean, I'm um, get the mute button quite a bit. Yeah, Artie, uh, how, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's been a long week. I got a uh, I got tomorrow off though because my company gives me a lot of PTO, and if I don't use it, I'm gonna lose it by the new year. So, just taking a random day off tomorrow. And uh, but it's been a long week. I ain't gonna lie to you. I had to drive to the office a couple of days this week. So, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm here, and I'm excited to do another episode. Lots been going on around Power Nation. So. Lots been going around Pirate Nation. Lots been going on in the world of the NCAA. I yeah. mean, what a week. I mean, lots been going on in the American. I mean, lots to talk about already. We're going we're gonna to try our best to get to everything. Talk some bowl games. Uh, talk some stuff that's going on in the American. Right. Talk about what's going on at the NCAA. Um, a lot of shuffling. A lot of, like, craziness. But Artie, before we do that, number 75, do you have a 75? I do have a 75 for this week. And uh, this might be chalk because he is an, an, an all-time great. He is an NFL Hall of Famer. But um, I ain't got nothing else. So I got I to gotta call him out. And since I did offense uh, a few weeks ago, I got I to gotta stick with my defensive lineman. So I'm going Deacon Jones, um, who is um, played for the NFL for 14, 14 seasons, played for the Los Angeles Rams. San Diego Chargers, Washington Commanders, formerly known as the Redskins, uh, inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1980, uh, specialized in sacks, nicknamed the Secretary of Defense, which is a dope nickname to have as a football player. <laughs> you can call it the Secretary of Defense. Um, but, yeah, that's my 75 for the week, all-time great defensive uh, lineman Deacon Jones. So shout out to him. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm going to go uh, Howie Long, eight-time awesome Pro Bowler. That's a good one. Two-time All-Pro, one-time Super Bowl champ, Hall of Famer. Played, what, 12 years for the Raiders Yeah. Um, at, at DN. So, yeah, I mean, two two defensive guys on, on the defensive side of the ball already. Uh, good picks. Good picks. Yeah. And they're chalk. They may be a little chalk, but they're not super you know chalk. What? The, the, the kiddos may not know about them. They're, they're old school guys before our time. So, you know, the kiddos might not know a Howie Long or, or a uh, Deacon Jones. How, Howie Long may be more known for his broadcast career. Right. Than his, football, this point, this point. than his football career. And he's so, a Hall of Fame uh, football player. So that, that's just, that's crazy. So, yeah, good one. Uh, all right, Artie, before we get started. The Boneyard Podcast is proud to be members of the Variety Sports Podcast Network. 
go check them out. Lots of great content coming out. I know they're doing a Saturday uh, football show this week uh, in preparation for bowl, the bowl games that start up here, here in, a, I guess, just a couple days, really, Artie. Yeah. Um, so lots to, lots to be talked about in, in college football. There, there's basketball shows, baseball shows. Shohei Otani signing a $700 million deal. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit, maybe. Um, yeah, go check them out. Variety Sports, follow them. Subscribe on YouTube. And while you're at it, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, right? So at Boneyard Podcast, uh, do that, and, and we'll we'll really appreciate you. Subscribe, let us know about it, and uh, you'll be a f- best friend of the podcast for life. Um, all right, Artie, let's talk, let's talk about some of the transfer portal updates. There, there's quite a bit going on, right? Like maybe not as many guys in the transfer portal from ECU as we maybe would have expected. There's still, still quite a few guys. Right. Um, I mean, we know Mason Garcia, Tegan Wilk, uh, some of those guys, I mean, Mason Garcia finds his new home. He's following, uh, former ECU safeties coach, Trip Weaver to Austin P um, at, at the FCS level. Um, then you got Joseph Pop McKay. Uh, I mean, he, he didn't play at all in his two years and then got passed by uh, Kamara Edmonds and Javius Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, Zion Agnew didn't see the field this year. I mean, he was a three-star coming in, um, four-star some, at some places. I don't know which ones, but um, – and he he's got all all his years left to play. Um, so far, Artie, I mean, those are kind of the three guys from the skill positions. Yeah, your thoughts on on who we've lost? Yeah, I mean, you know, just just from the names that you listed off, obviously not guys that had too much of a terrible impact on our team for this season or or maybe even before. Um, but anytime those guys transfer out, obviously didn't work out here. But we we wish them the best, you know, in in their future, you know, landing spots wherever they go. Um, obviously Mason, Trip Weaver, I, I definitely, I'm rooting for those two guys at Austin P. Um, I know it's the FCS level, but they have the opportunity to do something special at those, uh, at those programs, bringing a different kind of FBS kind of mindset, uh, to Austin P. I think it's going to, it's going to help them out tremendously. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely rooting nothing, but I hope, and I'm going to be following Austin P. That, that's definitely a, a program I'm going to be following next season to see if Mason gets a, gets a shot. If he gets in there, maybe, maybe starts. A little bit. Um, definitely going to be following Trip Weaver. How he has that defense shaping up. But um, honestly, guys that we kind of expected to be out, guys that I don't think that we're going to really be losing sleep over. To be completely honest with you, but rooting nothing but success for them. Yeah, um, and I, I want to say this first. I mean, next time ECU is looking for maybe a defensive coordinator. Hopefully, I mean, we hope Blake Harrell's here for for the long run, but trip Weaver is a guy that I would love to have back in Greenville. He just, I mean, he fits the mold perfectly of an East Carolina pirate. Um, I, I hate, we didn't capitalize on, on the opportunity to get him on the podcast. He said he would come on Um bunch of energy, get, wishing him the best uh, yeah. as he gets a promotion he becomes the defensive coordinator at Austin P. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I noticed a lot of guys that are in the transfer portal from ECU have been offered in the last day or so by Austin P. Yeah. So uh, keep, keep an eye on that. 
bunch of guys, a bunch of guys from ECU are, are now getting offers there um, to come play. But yeah, then already moving along, still on the offense, uh, Richard Pierce, Isaiah Foote, Elijah Samples, and Amari Allen, uh, all linemen that have entered the portal. Isaiah Foote is really the kind of the one that stands out. Yeah, that's uh, just really the only one that kind of stands out. Yeah. I mean, Richard Pierce, another big, I mean, big body, but Isaiah Foote uh, got some, definitely got some starts at, at ECU. Um, I I don't ever talk bad about about anybody on ECU, but once again, the the guys we're losing here, not not really upsetting me. I mean, we all know what the offensive line has been. I mean, they had kind of one good year, um, and then the two studs left on on the offensive line. Um, what Avery Jones and why well, why well, am I forgetting the other guy that left um but anyways they the offensive line was was absolute dog shit last year right like i hope wish them the best but at this at this point not too worried about it and i mean look you know these these guys are not stupid right they they know the writing on the wall they know that we were going to be trying to make room to bring other guys in we are going to be bringing other guys in at the end of the day, D1 football is a business as much now as, as it's ever been. It's a full-fledged business, right? These guys aren't dumb. They want to have an opportunity to go somewhere else and, and kind of rewrite their own history, kind of stamp their own footing. They they know how they played this past season, and they believe that they're not. that's not what they're capable of, so they're going to have an opportunity to go somewhere else and, and prove it somewhere else. But the writing was on the wall. They're not dumb, and and I, I think they, they are doing what's best for their future. We're also doing what's best for our future as a program. So it just makes sense for both sides. Yeah, for sure. And then um, switching over to the defensive side of the ball, the one of them that kind of surprised me, Xavier McIver. Um, real, I was really excited to see kind of what he would kind of form into. Yeah. When when he was going to get more opportunities, um, hate to see him go, Jason Shuford. But you're not losing really any of your guys any of your key starters on, on the defensive line. Right. Right. I mean, a lot of them have already said, Hey, we're coming back. Let's run it back next year. So you're going to have a, a, that group, which caused, I'm going to, I'm going to take a term from, from the Carolina hurricanes caused a bunch of chaos, right? They may not get after the, they may not get the quarterback, but they, they definitely hurry them. Right. So, um, that defensive line is still going to be pretty stout next year. Um, another guy that kind of stood out to me, I, di- I didn't expect to see him go, um, what was Taylor Jackson and then also Rob Rod Dilworth. I mean, Dilworth transferred in from Chapel Hill last year. Um, kind of, he, he, I believe he started like seven games or something like that. And then and he sat out some games, I think maybe because of, uh, was the injury that that, uh, that he set out? Was it because every game that he that he I guess said he complained and he started, but yeah, I I was surprised to see both of those guys in. Um, yeah. So very interesting. We'll see where the, where they land. I mean, both both will be good pieces to have on the defense, right? And and I, then, I, 
Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I thought they could take a, a, a developmental step forward next year. Right? This is this is an extremely good defense to where you could take that next step forward and be a leader, which is why I was shocked that they were that 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 they moved out. And both of those guys had plenty of opportunity to like come in the next year and be the guy and and start for this defense and be like real impact players. And like they they had to sit for another year or two. So I, yeah, I was definitely shocked by that. Yeah, and then lastly on the D backs, already, I mean. You got Rance Connor, Tegan Wilt, our guy, and Ty Moss. Tegan was Tegan was a surprise. I'll 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 admit that. Tegan, friend of the podcast, right? Yeah. Um he's getting he's getting looked at by by some big name programs, and rightfully so. Um uh, I saw one of those programs was NC State, and I I really hope that's not the case. And I don't think so. I don't think he would do that to ECU. I don't think that that's what's going to happen. Um, and then Ty Moss, an, another guy that kind of um, was a little more surprising than than I, I I didn't think that he would he would transfer, especially with how much turnover is going to happen on on this uh, in this DB room. Um, I mean, you're losing Julius Wood graduating, right? Um, so. I, I thought it would give him another shot, right? Um, so we'll see. But you keep, I mean, you keep Antoine Jackson, right? You keep Siobhan Revel. Those are those are two of your guys that I mean you're gonna need down the stretch. I would absolutely agree. I, I think for the most part, this defense is still gonna be solid, they're still gonna be intact. Um, the key guys are gonna still be there and they're gonna get better. I think the coaching has a lot to do with it too. Uh, so the guys that we do need to plug in for next year, I think we're going to be just fine. I, I, I do believe that this team knows that if, you know, just like JDB said, if we can get the offense competent, we can get it together. I don't I don't see much drop-off for this defense, if if any, at all. Um, and so if the offense can get right, and then looking at that schedule, and we're going to get into the schedule for next year, um, it's going to be special in, in, in a really quick turnaround. So, Yeah, for sure, Artie. And uh, – now that we've talked about some guys that are are transferring out, let, let's talk about some guys that are targets that we know of. Yeah. Um, to to transfer in, one of them, Alex Khan, uh, offensive lineman from Iowa Western at the JUCO level, won the JUCO national championship last night in convincing fashion. Uh, he's committed currently to ne- Nebraska. Look, already Nebraska's gotten. They've gotten one five-star commit, and I, I think they're about to flip another five-star commit at quarterback to Nebraska. Yeah. Um, quarterback from uh, that's committed to Georgia, Rayola. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, looks like he's going to be transferring or decommitting from Georgia and then committing to Nebraska. So that might be two five-star quarterbacks at Nebraska, and, and we we all know what happens when when you get a big offensive line, a good offensive line there, um, they, they can be they can be pretty menacing uh, in, in the Big Ten. But then you got Ty Keys, also played in the nat- or in the national championship for the JUCO at the JUCO level last night. Um, he's at Eastern Mississippi, did, or did I did I do the Eastern East thing again? Are they East Mississippi or Eastern? Josh, do you know? Isn't that isn't that last chance you? Eastern, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you got Cameron Wright there too, who, who's a wide receiver, also a target of ECUs. Um, now at the FBS level, there's some guys that, that are being looked at. And I mean, most of them are, are on the offense. The biggest one, in my opinion, right now, Artie, Lyndon Cooper from NC State, offensive lineman. That would be a big hit. Yes, it would. That would be that now, would be a big now, hit. Now, Jared, don't be a hypocrite because we can't be sitting here getting excited about NC State recruits coming in and they'd be mad if like a Tegan Wilt flipped NC State. You can't, you can't, you can't have you can't have your cake and eat it too now. Look, Artie, what don't I'll be say excited about a, about an old lineman coming in from state and then get upset at Tegan Wilt because he's making a business business decision. If he goes no, no. Look, Artie, I have it. I am 99% sure Tegan Wilk is not going to NC State. But if he does, all but I'm if he saying does, is don't hate on that man. <laughs> Tegan Wilk's one of our guys. Tegan Wilk's one of our guys. Like I said, Alec Makarevich wasn't one of our guys. He said he was going to come on, then he ghosted us. <laughs> that is true. That is he, true. he did do that. So, no, no love lost for, for Alec Makarevich. Tegan Wilk. I mean, he's one of our guys. Okay, I look. Uh, I, I just, I just want to say Artie, that's all. Artie, I'm going to go on the record and say I'm pretty convinced Tegan Wilkes not going to NC State, which would be great. Which would be great. But I agree, with you. Lyndon, Lyndon, Lyndon Cooper would that would be a, a good get out of NC State to come to ECU wholeheartedly. I agree with that for sure. And then, um. Elsewhere, I mean, you got some edge rushers. Uh, Raheem Craig out of Louisville. Steven Sines out of Auburn. I- I'm looking at guys, going back to our conversation with, with Coach Kirkpatrick, Donnie Kirkpatrick, a couple weeks ago, thinking they're probably keeping the same mindset when when targeting recruits. They don't want one-for-one guys, right? Like, they don't, they don't want one-and-done guys. I mean, they'll take them if they have to, but... They'd like a guy that's going to be here for at least two years. Be able to establish three. something exactly, develop him into the kind of player that we want him to fit for our system. Yeah. So, uh, I look. I look at a guy like Raheem Craig, out of Louisville, two years uh, of eligibility left. Lyndon Cooper, two years of eligibility left. Um, those are those are some guys, and then also on the defensive side, Donovan Spellman, um, with three years left. Um, so yeah, already there's, there's some, definitely some guys, uh, lat, lastly, uh, Kane Hauser quarterback from Michigan state is visiting East Carolina this, this week. Um, Steven, I go reported earlier this week that he's going to be taking an official visit. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, the, his numbers weren't crazy good, but I mean, former four-star recruit played at Michigan state. Dealt with a bunch of bullshit with, with the whole Mel Tuck, Tucker uh, fiasco. Your thoughts already as a, as a Michigan man? Yeah, I, look, you know Michigan State's offense was definitely trash this season. If we're being honest, it was. I mean, they. I think. I think they got they got goose egg twice this year. I think they got. They. I know they got goose egg by us, and I think they got goose egg by Penn State. It could be wrong, but I, I think they got goose egg twice this season. Um, but he did go through a lot of bullshit at Michigan State. 
Um, he is a guy that was good enough to go to an FBS power five program like Michigan state, which normally is a really, really competitive and really good program in all of college football. Um, and so why not, right? Why not, you know, take him in, see if he has, has, has an opportunity to, to kind of come in and, and impress. And, and obviously he, 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 he can't be any worse than the quarterback play that we had, um, you know, just this past season. So I'm looking at it from, you know, you know, open-ended, eyes wide open, why not? Um, yes, the optics don't look good. Yes, Michigan State's offense was atrocious this year, paying attention to the Big Ten, just kind of looking at what, what that team was. But it was a mess from the start. You can't expect a kid to go in there and be uh, Superman for a program that is essentially a mess. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that that there's going to be some other guys that I do too. Yeah, that are going to be coming in, and there's still some pretty good quarterbacks out there, right? Like it seems like everybody and their mother that that's a quarterback. Everybody's transfer man <laughs> is in the transfer portal. But you know what? This is this is this is you know it's hunting season, man. It's it's deer season. Let's go. Let's go hunt some deer. Like let's go. Let's go get us somebody. Let's yeah, go get for sure. Out. I I don't know, Artie. Uh, yeah, and then uh, moving along, American Athletic Conference yesterday announced the 2024 opponents. No dates announced, right? So we know who we're playing in conference, but we don't know when we're playing them. Mm-hmm. We know who we're playing at home. We know who we're playing on the road. Already at a first, we're going to go through the through the teams on the schedule, but at first glance, your thoughts, boo boo. <laughs> this schedule is boo boo, but it could work out in our favor because if we are able to actually turn things around, I know that's a tall task after a team that just went two and ten. All right, so we we still at as ECU. Fans, I, I know we just got JDB. I know we're, we're 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 bolstering this this offensive staff. We're getting a whole bunch of new faces in here. People are excited. We look at the schedule. People are excited. Hamper them expectations. We just went to attend. Hamper them expectations. But if we can somehow pull this thing off and get this thing turned around within a year, that schedule is enticing. That is a delectable. That like. We, we said it before we came on the air. It's like, welcome back to Conference USA. Basically, pretty much looking at that schedule. I mean, you, the, nobody on there scares you, especially like coming off the gauntlet that we had, you know, this season or in, or in seasons past where we got to go to the big house or play at South Carolina. You know, like like this just doesn't, this doesn't fit that mold. So, I mean, looking at the schedule just at a glance with one, two, I see two teams, three teams with a with a winning record. One was undefeated in the Liberty. Everybody else was either 500 or worse, right, from this past season. So this is as enticing as a schedule as we're going to get probably for a long time. Yeah, I mean, last year teams went 65 and 77 in 2023 that are on ECU schedule. That includes a three and eight Norfolk State to open the season, Labor Day weekend. App State 
I mean, we all saw App State and what happened the last two times we played them. Hey, we, if we had an offense, we beat App State last year. I think so. Now, I, I, I will say this. Having Navy and Army on the schedule. God, I hate that. That that terrifies me. That absolutely <laughs> terrifies you me. You got to win one of those games. This, for some reason, we just don't match up with these military schools. We just don't. Like, we just don't match up well with it. And we got we got we to play it twice now. So, that does yeah. scare me. Yeah, not happy about having to play Army and Navy. That is, uh, I, I hate that. I absolutely, I said that when we, when Army joined the American, I do not want to play both of them in the same year. Yeah. And it's bullshit that we have to. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's going to be great to be able to play these two prestigious, you know, military academies. You know, maybe we could have two military days or something. Well, one is one is home, one's, one's away. But, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's just going to be great to be able to play these play these two teams, but it's like, ah, that scares the shit out of me. I'll tell you, okay. though, the one away game we need to get to is Liberty. I, I, we need, we got to, we got to, we got to get up to Liberty. I mean, Artie, I was looking at it. There's several games we could get to. I mean, we're going to go to Liberty, and I think we're going to go to Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, Charlotte's I mean, just an easy. Charlotte's what an hour, fifteen minutes away. That, that's a, that's closer than Greenville. That's an easy move. Uh, being in Winston-Salem, yeah. It, look, Charlotte is going to be a home game for ECU. A lot of Charlotte, fa- Charlotte fans like to talk shit. Look, we're going to turn Jerry, I think it's Jerry Richardson Stadium. You're right. Into Dowdy Ficklin South, Southwest. Fuck Charlotte, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, they keep talking their shit. Okay, you, you beat us. But, man, with the amount of money we're saving, living rent-free in their heads, we could buy a house in Ballantyne. Sorry about it. Shut up, Charlotte. Nobody <laughs> likes y'all. Um, all right, Norfolk State. Yeah. Three and eight. Very winnable game. App State losing a bunch of guys in the in the transfer portal from what I've seen. Went eight and five. They're gonna face Miami of Ohio in the Cure Bowl. Uh beat James Madison this year. So good for them. Good on them. But App State, uh, they gotta come into Greenville. Right? So with a with a new offense or should I say a retooled offense? I think we beat App State. I think we can beat App State. And looking at that, depending on when that game is, that probably will be the second or third game of the season. We'll we'll, we'll still have an opportunity to be undefeated, right? At right. home, that's going to be the most sold-out packed game of the season by far, not even close. So we'll definitely have home field advantage. Yeah, that, okay. that's week three. So Norfolk State's week one. Week two, you're on the road at Old Dominion. Yeah, so I mean, an Look, opportunity to be two and zero playing App State at home. Yeah, that's 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 going to be a crazy environment. I mean, Old Dominion's no slouch. They they they're went, not. They went six and six. They found ways at times to play ECU tough. 
ECU still 4-0 against them. Right? So, ECU, got to go up to Norfolk. It's funny, you, you play Norfolk State, and then you got to travel the next week and play up in Norfolk against another team from the same city. Um, then, App State comes in, and then week four, ECU goes on the road at Liberty. I mean, already I've been to Liberty. Never been to a football game there. Yeah. Spent quite a bit of time at Liberty. Their fans are raucous. And I don't know if you – their facilities look immaculate. Like, their facilities look incredible. It's that Falwell money, man. <laughs> they, I mean, they've got, they've got D1, FBS, Power 5-type facilities. They look incredible. Man, they love the they love the tithe. That's all I'll say. You know they got a hockey like a hockey arena on, on campus. Hey, look that that church yeah. money is real money. That's real money, <laughs> all right. Church mm. money is real money. Mm-mm-mm. They also played the we- weakest strength of schedule this year. They did, but they went thirteen. Maybe, maybe that's what we're looking at. We're ECU has the chance to have the weakest strength of schedule next year even though we probably won't with, with teams like app state on it in liberty um i mean there's utsa still on there um right all right florida atlantic ecu beat florida atlantic they come into dowdy ecu's only win against the fbs team this year your thoughts yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta believe Florida Atlantic is actually going to be a lot better than they were this past season. I think I, I just, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm still on the Tom Herman train and I should be off of it, but I still believe that he's a pretty decent coach, and I just, I, I just have a feeling he's going to get this thing turned around. Um, so I, I just, I believe FAU is going to be a lot better going into conference play, um, and in this conference in general by next year. I, I, I think that's going to be one of our top four or five bigger opponents going the next season. I don't think FAU is going to be a slouch, to be honest with you. Yeah, for sure. I, That's going to be a tough game. I like, I like, playing, I, I like playing Florida Atlantic. That's a tougher game that, I mean, it, it's one of those sneaky tough games at times, right? right? Um, all right. They'll, they'll win a team next year. I'll say that. They'll, they'll win six games next year. Yeah, I haven't looked at their schedule next year, but um, Navy five and seven after losing the Army in the Army Navy game this past weekend. First team to shut out, shut out ECU in, in what twenty six years, twenty seven years. Yeah. Um, get to talk to our friend Pete once again. So, but we already we already kind of talked Army Army Navy having them both on on the schedule. All right, Temple. Another home game already. EJ Warner no longer with the no. Owls. Hey EJ. Even with I mean, EJ Warner, they still suck. I don't know that. I, they had me pulling out my hair in that game on Black Friday. What two years ago? In, oh in yeah. I mean, we, I mean, <laughs> our offense couldn't be stopped, but neither could theirs. It, it was it was such a tit for tat. It's like oh my goodness. Like I mean, our our offense. That was as good as I've seen our offense since the Shane Carden, Justin Hardy days, right? In that game. But EJ Warren was out there lighting it up. So yeah, that was that was a scary game. Yeah, for sure. And then lastly, coming into Greenville, 
uh, Jeff Trailer and UTSA. They'll play Marshall in the. Already, I couldn't believe that this was actually a bowl game. The Scooters Coffee Bowl. Yeah. You got to be kidding me. Um, all right. Away, Old Dominion, Liberty. We talked to Army. ECU's got to go on the road at Charlotte. We said that's going to be a home game for ECU. North Texas. Artie, did you know in, e- in 1974 ECU beat North Texas? Is that the one only time we beat North Texas? That's the only time we played. Um, and then lastly, got to go out to Tulsa. Yeah. And do we even have to talk about what happened the last two times we played Tulsa? Nope. All right. Combined record, like I said, 65 and 77. Artie, you don't, I'm not going to hold you to it. ECU's record next year, looking at the schedule right now. This is this is way 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 too early list right here, um, because we just don't know what JDB and staff is 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 bringing in or or has is going to be bringing in yet. But I I do know that the defense is not going to have much of a drop off, and against these teams, I do know that our our ECU should be in every single football game that they play, much like they were this past year. Even when we were two and ten, we were still in pretty much every single game. Um. Mm. Jared, there's no reason not to go seven and five, man. There's no reason not to go seven and five with the schedule. I just, it, to me, and, and and I think Mike Houston has to wake up every morning knowing he got to get this shit done quickly. I mean, he he got to wake up with some sort of fire in his ass every single day, knowing that he got to get this program turned around with the with the quickness. So there's just no – to me, there's just no excuse for this schedule not to go 7-5. And that's my way, 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 way too early list. I'm still trying to hamper expectations, but, like, 7-5. Dare I say 9-3? and three. I mean, 9-3 nine and, nine and – Really should be where we're at at this point in in you know in in the in the Houston era. Like we should be talking nine and three, ten and two, like it's normal. So I mean, I'm not even mad at you for saying that. I mean, you retool the offense, Artie. I'm not saying take it back to the 2022 season. You don't. You may not have that type of offense, but I don't think with this schedule you have to have that type of offense. Yeah. To go nine and three with the defense that you have currently. You just need a competent offense in your bowl team. I think I think that's could be said for 2023. You have a competent offense, you're a bowl team. Yeah. You don't have to play SMU. You don't have to play Tulane. Right, granted, I mean Tulane's got a, a new head coach, which, by the way, Artie, Tulane hired the highest paid coach from the Sun Belt Conference, the coach that won the last two Sun Belt Conference championships. You know, took a step up into the big leagues. 
Well, that and that speaks to Tulane's uh, program and how they, you know, they they expect now to continue the success that they built over the last couple of years. So, so nine and three. Okay. I, 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 hey, not not in three, and and you you about to get people in Greenville super excited again after after a two and I'm two excited. year, and then you go nine and three, you gonna have people super excited. I mean, we've seen this kind of turnaround before in this in this conference. We've seen a UCF turn it around quick. We've seen a Tulane turn it around quick. Why not us? I mean, you retool. You've got the tools on defense. You put some new tools in, in that tool chest on, on offense. I, I I think you I think you have the opportunity, Artie. Like people may say I'm crazy. Look, somebody told me I, I was I what they say I was uh I, I wasn't ever happy about the team or whatever. Um that was always a Debbie Downer, basically. Too, too negative. <laughs> I was too negative. What? Hey, you were too negative about a program that went two and ten. You got you got to be more positive. Two wins is a lot of wins. You got to be more positive about that, Jared. And I said about two wins. Like, I said this team could win ten games last year. You can only say good things about two wins. I said this team was going to beat two out of three of SMU, Tulane, and UTSA. I said that. But I, I was too negative already. Um, no, I, I, I do think nine and three is doable if you get the right pieces. And JDB's out there. I mean, he was at the JUCO national championship game last night. Already, don't know if you saw that. I did. I saw him on Twitter. I saw him out there. I saw him on the sideline. He was there. He's everywhere. Got a new offensive line coach. New tight ends coach. Yeah. New running back coach. I like the direction of the coaching staff. Now that can they can they close? How good of how good of salesmen are they? Can they package up an offense that was more like a Pinto and sell it like it's a Ferrari? I like that. That was good. You like that? that? That was off the dome, Marty. That was pretty good. Josh, you should clip that one. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I, I think, I think nine and three is doable. All right. Any final thoughts on on this on this schedule? No, it, look, it's 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 a boo boo schedule for those of us that like to see us play some some bigger opponents like like myself. I would love to always get you know, a big power five name in there every year, but the schedule is enticing, man. It, it is it enticing. So let's, let's go out and make the most of it for sure. And then, uh, lastly, lastly, uh, real, real quick, Artie with, with this, I think that, I, I I I like the direction. I'm just gonna say. Lastly, I like the direction, and so far, they're putting in work. And but 
there's everything to like right now because right. nothing has actually been done as far as putting pen to paper, getting on the field, practicing, seeing it in real time, game film, stuff like that. So, yeah, there's everything to like right now. And I agree with you. I, I really like what Josh put in the chat. You know, JDB and staff, they've been all over the place taking flights. They, they're all over the place going everywhere. And that's exactly what you want to see. But there's only everything to like right now. So it's like, okay, let me let me let me hamper my expectations a, a, a bit. And I and I want to see if we can really, really like actually put it together. I'm not gonna sit here and just kind of, you know, sing people's praises just yet. We're gonna we're gonna hamper it just a little bit. For sure. Uh Artie, I don't know if you if you're seeing this. ECU basketball. Look, under five minutes left, down five. And a neutral game, neutral site game against Florida. Don't be another South Carolina man. This this sounds this sounds like South Carolina man. Down South two South now. Carolina. Good on you being able to keep up with it, Josh. I do not have the SEC network. I'm, I'm trying to watch it, but uh, my phone is not loading as this quickly. Is, this is the next step in the maturation of this program, though. Is being able to win these types of games when you're playing an opponent like that and you're down by a couple scores and it's not and it's super close. Being able to close out these kinds of games, we can win these games. We just got to be able to close out. This like that's like the next step in ECU basketball. Being able to close out these type of games on a consistent basis, games that we really could and should probably win. For sure, for sure. Yep. Down two with uh under four minutes to go. So um, that's, that's that. Know. Women's basketball will play uh on Monday night. Yeah, at 6 p.m. against George Mason. Um, Artie, anything else on around ECU athletics? I, I know, uh, Josh, uh, you want to come in and, and talk a little bit about this uh, deposition that John Gilbert's going through. It seems like he's in he's in the clear. He 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 may not be in trouble. Yeah, so it looks like, uh, based on what we've read so far, that he's just going to be answering questions about what he knew, if he knew anything about the Southern Miss uh, volleyball uh, scandal that's going on right now. Um, right now, it really doesn't look like he, he knew anything, or else they would have probably brought charges on him with the uh, initial ring. So, um Looking like he's probably pretty good. He'll be pretty clear. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. When I first thought, I was, I was concerned, but I'm not as concerned now. Um, all right, Artie, walk the plank. Do you have one? Yeah, I got a, I got a couple walk the planks. Um, you know, obviously we 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 know about this whole NCAA thing with Cam Hayes and his his eligibility, and and the the bull jump bull jive as as Deion Sanders would say. That that is going on. They can't make up their mind. Typical NCAA, uh, poor leadership, poor judgment, not knowing what the hell they're doing, um, lack of any type of competence at any level in the NCAA. You want to free some guys and let them play. You don't want to let other guys play. Is it bias? Yeah, of course it's bias. Of course they're getting paid. Of course they got people in their back pockets. It's it's just complete and utter bullshit and and chaos. Is going on with the NCAA. He's allowed to play tonight. He's allowed to play what for like two weeks, and then all of a sudden he's going to be not able to play again. This is this is just absolutely insane. <laughs> what what they're doing to Cam, and 
fuck the NCAA. Walk the damn plank. I'll let I'll let you I'll let you speak on if you if you had, had a few words to say. But yeah. that's just absolutely insane. I I guess the thing that's so confusing to me is, at first they said okay if they play during these two weeks they lose a year of eligibility. Then it came out if they play during these two weeks they don't lose their eligibility. Now the NCAA is once again saying if they play they lose their eligibility. So they're, can't, they're just making it up on a whim, like. I, I saw somebody. I saw somebody describe it as the NCAA is is making a yes or no question into a thesis. <laughs> like that. That was a perfect way to describe it. Like, what are we doing? So the biggest thing right now is that the the NCAA initially was like, all right, cool, we're just gonna let it, let everything go, and then they finally read what the suit was and saw that yeah. the only thing that they were suing over was like the whole waiver system and not the eligibility part. So they were like, well, if you're not going to be technical enough, we're going to get you here. So they, they're trying to punish everybody while also, you know, not breaking the law. And, you know, so they, it's just, it's just all, it's all my games at this point. That's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. Already. It's an Walk the damn plank, and then you you brought this to me to my attention earlier, and, I, and, I, and I'm glad you mentioned this. I mean, it's the NBA, like, of course, I'm gonna bring it to you when it's something stupid. Draymond freaking green, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing, Draymond? That's that's about as flagrant as as a as an in game punch I've ever seen. Maybe since Bill Lambeer back in the 80s, right? When he was out there beating people up on the court, that is absolutely insane. What are you doing, bro? And you know, Nurkic after the game, he was like, "Look, this this brother needs help." I agree, that brother does need help. I, I think beforehand, it's gone from competitive play to trying to be a leader and kind of get your guys amped up and kind of like say, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to be the backbone, the enforcer," because every every team needs an enforcer. Every every team needs a tough guy. That's that's for any sport, any level. You do need an enforcer. You need a you need a guy that's going to come out, a guy or or woman that's going to come out and say, "Hey, yeah, I'm I'm a." I'm, I'm gonna set the tone for what's gonna happen here in, in this game, but that's just too much. Like, what are we doing, Draymond? So yeah, he should be suspended indefinitely. That brother do need some help. I don't know if he need to go talk to somebody. I don't know what's going on in his personal life. <laughs> I'm surprised Nurkic didn't get up off the floor and start a brawl. Now, if Draymond would have tried that with somebody else in the NBA, right? Like, if he would have tried that with a with a Jokic, I think Jokic would have would have would have whooped his ass. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Jokic. <laughs> Going up in Draymond, so he Draymond kind of know the kind of guys he could do that against, and the dudes he cannot do that against. But that's absolutely ridiculous. Draymond, watch that play. All right. Um, mine, Artie. It was announced. Uh, I guess it was. I think it was announced the day after we recorded. Mike Oresco announces his retirement. No, nah, we we could we could have announced it on the on the on the on the podcast. We just we just didn't announce it. Did did that come out? Did we not talk about it? Anyways, yeah. I'm gonna talk about it now. Mike Oresco <laughs> walked the damn plank, you son of a bitch. Got us. Bl- I'm sure they got us blacklisted at the conference office. I don't give a damn. Mike Oresco. <laughs> People say, oh, look at what he's done for the conference. He ain't done shit for ECU. All right, so I'm glad you say he hasn't done shit for ECU. 
he has he has kept this conference in uh, above water. I mean, we've 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 had yeah, but making it conference you were saying two in this in this conference. Now, unfortunately, they all left, but he has managed a pretty well conference, well ran conference. With we are the group of conferences that has a lot of Michael Resco's leadership. I don't give a damn. I don't care. Look, I, I reached back out to Mike Oresco about three months ago. And I got a, a email, like an email bounce back from the American, from the guy that the media relation, Chuck Sullivan, head of media relations, I'm, I'm guessing they've seen our seen our tweets about Mike Oresco. Of course, my tweets tweet about Mike Oresco. <laughs> of course, they have. I don't care, Mike. Walk the damn plank. Go on to greener pastures. I don't care. I don't care. Somebody take him out this, out back of the barn. For for those that don't know, because we've been doing this podcast for some years now. For for one seventy five. We've, we've been doing this for quite some time. All right. Mike Oresco is one of our very first guests on this podcast. He was gracious enough to come on here. We And we loved Adam. He was he a was good guest, right? And he is probably the only person in the history of this podcast that has gone from friend of the podcast to enemy of the podcast. I think he's the only one. I don't think we have anybody else that's come on here that's gone from we friend joke. of the podcast to enemy of the podcast. We, we joke every time we have Corey Gore on that he's gone from friend of the podcast to acquaintance or enemy of the podcast but nah, Corey's that, Corey's, that Corey, guy. Corey's Corey's a friend of the podcast yeah Corey's that guy. always will be Mike Oresco can walk the damn plank today tomorrow the next day Christmas day New Year's day Thanksgiving day Martin Luther King Jr. day I don't give a shit <laughs> Mike Oresco walk the damn plank enjoy your retirement Mike Oresco that's all I'll say piece of shit <laughs> what's next all right gambling corner already we're going to talk about the bowl games that are going to be played uh up before christmas day um all right let's go through this we're gonna, we're gonna go through all these bowl games okay well, you may hey, not know the lesser known ones that we ain't got to talk about it for five minutes we can just go through no this we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about all of them for five minutes we're not gonna yeah. I, I don't want to talk about any of them for five minutes let's, <laughs> let's do rapid fire let's let's just let, do it let's get through this we we do this every year and we right. say oh we're not gonna talk about these games for five minutes and then we find one game and we, we end up talking about it for five minutes yeah. um all right first one georgia southern ohio nobody cares about this game uh <laughs> What? Myrtle Beach Bowl, baby. Is that the Myrtle Beach Bowl? It's Myrtle Beach Bowl. Georgia Southern, three and a half point favorites. Uh, give me Ohio. Because you picked Ohio, I got to pick Georgia Southern. You son of a bitch. Who gives a shit about this bowl game? All right. Jacksonville State, first year at the FBS level. Uh, playing Louisiana Lafayette. What bowl game is this? RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. All right, you're gonna have to come with the with the names of the bowl games. I am I missing this on here? I look. I'm just. I'm literally just looking at the official bowl season webpage. So <clears throat> good on you. Good on you, Artie. Um, I, got you. I, I guess I could do that. Um, 
Jacksonville State, Louisiana Lafayette. Jacksonville State's a two and a half point favorite. Over under 58 and a half. Jacksonville State. Yeah, yeah, give me Jacksonville State. I mean, Louisiana's always like a pretty decent football program, but I just like Jacksonville State better. Give me Jacksonville State. Artie, how how you feel about uh Howard versus Florida AM in, in the in the celebration bowl? You know what? It's about time that both these programs get back to some to some life and fruition. If you follow HBCU football historically, both of these, especially Florida AM, Florida AM back in the day. Eleven and one. Florida, Florida A&M back in the day was a powerhouse. When my dad was at A&T, like Florida A&M was like the the school, like not just HBCU, like like nationwide. So they were really, really good. So I'm rooting for Florida a and I'm glad that they're back. Um, the Rattlers. So yeah, give me, give me, give me A&M. All right, it that that's a uh, yeah. A&M is a six and a half point favorite. Um, all right, Miami of Ohio, App State. And the avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. Oh, it's an avocado. (laughs) Thanks. App State six and a half point favorites. Miami of Ohio Ohio was 11 and two this year. Yeah, they had a quietly sneaky good season. Fuck App State. Miami of Ohio. I mean... App State just knows how to win these games. I, I got, I got, I got App State. They just, they just, they win games like this. They win these, they, they win these games. They're not supposed to win in these big marquee games. Give me App State. This is, this is an interesting one, Artie. New Mexico State, Fresno State in the New Mexico Bowl. New Mexico State, I mean, what were they? 10 and 4 in Conference USA. Played Liberty in the Conference USA Championship. Fresno State started out hot, coming off the of last season. Stayed hot. Faltered down the stretch. New Mexico State's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Your thoughts? Yeah, New Mexico State, didn't they go 10-2, 10-3 this, this season? Lost 2-1. 10-4. 10-4, because they lost to Liberty in the, uh, in the uh, championship game. Went into right. Auburn. Smacked Auburn around. Who should have beat Alabama? Give me New Mexico State. Yeah, give me New Mexico State as well. Um, all right, the LA Bowl, the Starco Brands LA Bowl, UCLA, Boise State. UCLA is a four-point favorite. Uh, give me UCLA. Yo, I'm just I'm reading the name of this. It said Starco Brands LA Bowl, hosted by Gronk. <laughs> that is that is absurd. Um, give me UCLA. <clears throat> All right, California Texas versus Texas Tech battle of two six and six teams. Texas Tech out of the Big Twelve three point favorites in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Uh, Texas Tech. Ooh. You know, man, the homie Keenan Allen with the cow. So give me cow. Give me the cow bears. Keenan Allen went to cow. Yes, Keenan Allen went to cow. Him and his brother. Yeah. I don't think I realized that. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know why I always thought he went to Carolina. Nope. Went to Cal Berkeley. All right. Well, 
Learn something new every day. Uh, <laughs> Western Kentucky, Old Dominion, and the famous Toastery Bowl. What are we doing with these bowls, man? Famous Toastery has a bowl? Yeah. Old Dominion's two-and-a-half-point favorites. Give me Old Dominion. I like Old Dominion. Just I just I like them more with uh more than what you say, Western Kentucky. Yep, the Hilltoppers. The Hilltoppers, yeah. Even though they got some sweet chrome helmets, but give me uh give me Old Dominion. They got an ugly mascot, that's for sure. That is true. Yeah, sure. Uh all right. Next up on the docket, UTSA Marshall in the once again Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. <laughs> The Roadrunners are a 13-point favorite. Mm. UTSA. Marshall Marshall looks suspect down the stretch. That is true, but you know what, man? We are Marshall, baby. Give me, give me Randy Moss's alma mater. I'm taking Marshall in this one. Now that we've talked about Boise State and Marshall, ECU and Marshall and ECU and Boise State have canceled the remainder of their series meant to talk about this earlier so um yeah and I, I believe one of those games in 2025 has been replaced with campbell hmm. look out for look out for coastal to replace the other one um all right next south south florida made a bowl south florida versus syracuse in the roofclaim.com boca raton bowl Syracuse three point favorites. Uh, give me, give me the orange. Yeah, give me. I like. I, I know they got rid of Dino Babers, which I think was a bad move. Uh, but give me Syracuse. All right, in the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, Georgia Tech plays Central Florida. Mm. Central Florida is a four and a half point favorite. Yes, I'm calling you Central Florida. Get fucked, QCF. Um, <laughs> two six and six teams. Just because Georgia Tech, the Jackets. Let me tell you something. Georgia Tech is quietly building something. <laughs> if you were paying attention to Georgia Tech, I low-key paid attention to Georgia Tech this year. They could have won eight or nine games if they wanted to. They quietly building something down there in Atlanta. Give me Georgia Tech. For sure. All right. Um, all right. Troy Duke in the '76 Birmingham Bowl. Uh, Troy's seven and a half point favorites. Some belt champion. Some belt conference champions. Duke once again faltered down the stretch. Don't have their head coach. Lost Not going to have their lost a quarterback. Oh. Troy, Troy steamrolls Duke. Just when you thought it was going to get better for Duke, man, it still just leads all back to basketball. But you know what? I think they get their revenge. Blue Devils on top. Give me Duke. I think they get steamrolled. They could get steamrolled. They could. Uh, all right. Arkansas State, Northern Illinois, and the Camellia Bowl. Arkansas State's a one-point favorite. Give me the Huskies. Corey Glore's alma mater. Yeah, look, man, I'm a Chicago kid. I'm not going to go against Northern Illinois. Give me the Huskies, too. 
All right, JMU Air Force in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. James, James Madison is a three-point favorite. Mm. This is a good one. This is a good this game. This is a good one. <laughs> this is going to be a good game. I'm going to have to tune in for this one. James Madison Air Force. This is going to be a good one. Give me Air Force. Ooh. I don't know. I, I like the Dukes. The Duke, and they shouldn't they shouldn't have lost to App State. Such after hosting college game, that's such bullshit. But give me the Dukes. I, I like I like James Madison against Air Force. <laughs> Air Force and the Air Force lost to Army, which they shouldn't have lost to, but you know, it is what it is. Georgia State, Utah State, and the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Utah State's a uh, one and a half point favorite. Mm. Georgia State's another one of those teams that started out super hot and then struggled down the stretch. Yeah. Um. Just looking at at their schedule, I mean, they lost their last five games. Already lost mm. to Old Dominion. Now they they lost to LSU, lost to App State, lost to James Madison, and lost to Georgia Southern. Like so, they they lost to good teams. They lost to good teams, but yeah. still, you lost five games down the stretch. Um, Georgia State figures it out, and, and they beat Utah State. Yeah, I, I like I like Georgia State in this game. I think Georgia State's a better team. I like I like them in this game. Okay, South Alabama, Eastern Michigan, East Michigan, Eastern. Who cares? East Michigan. No, they, they are Eastern. They are Eastern Michigan. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, where, where are they? Kalamazoo? Oh, I don't know where the hell Eastern Michigan is at, man. We got Eastern Michigan. We got Western Michigan. I, I don't know where these schools at. I it's just, a lot. Really you got Michigan State is in Lansing. Michigan is in Ann Arbor. Those are the only two that matter. Pretty sure they're in Ypsilanti. The rest just don't matter. Josh Ypsilanti. Yep, he's giving me the thumbs up. There we go. Good for them. South Alabama, 16 and a half point favorites. Go Jaguars. Yeah, South Alabama. They've been a consistent program the last couple of years. South Alabama. Here's another sneaky, interesting one. Utah Northwestern. I'm just not seeing that. In the SRS distribution Las Vegas Bowl. Oh, my goodness. I did not know Northwestern made a bowl game. After all that bullshit they had to do in the offseason, whoever their coach is, interim coach, whatever, he should should absolutely be coach of the year. It's insane. Utah six-and-a-half point favorites. Utah wins. Go Utes. You know, I could have gone to Northwestern, but I couldn't afford it. But I'm still going to pick Northwestern. Still has a special place in my heart. Got to go Wildcats. All right, and lastly, Artie, Coastal Carolina, losers of last year's Birmingham Bowl to none other than your East Carolina Pirates and San Jose State in the easy post. 
Hawaii Bowl, Coastal Carolina without Grayson McCall, just transferred to NC State. Uh, the Aztecs, 10-point favorites. You know, already my book bag got stolen one time in San Jose, and it ended up, uh, I found it on San Jose State's campus. <laughs> Give me the Aztecs. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Coastal Carolina. I know they don't have a quarterback, but I'm going to take Coastal Carolina in this one. No shot. All right. That's it, Artie. ECU trails Florida by four with 18 seconds to go based on my app. Josh, I don't know if it's over yet or not. Um, Bobby Pettiford carried off the court with a leg injury. Ugh. Not ideal. Um, Was really hoping to go one and one in that, in that stretch against the SEC. That's okay, though. Oh, well. Time goes on. Artie. Anything else? We didn't, we didn't go through all these bowl games, did we? Damn. Okay, we'll go. We'll go. You got. I, like I was gonna go. I was gonna go through games. the ones up until. I was gonna go through the ones up until Christmas. Christmas Day. Oh, Christmas we'll, Day. Okay. Okay. I got you. So t- the twenty third. We'll we'll go after the twenty third. Okay. All right. I was, I was like, bro, you got like at least fifteen more bowl games. <laughs> no, we're, we're not going through all of them. <laughs> we'll be here all night. All right, bet we're gonna re- we're we're gonna bring it back next week. Cool. That works for me. Works for you. All right. Make sure to check out the Variety Sports Network. Lots of great content. Subscribe there. Follow us on social media at Boneyard Podcast, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Facebook, artist formerly known as. Um, all right. And make sure what, whatever you do, subscribe on YouTube at Boneyard Podcast. We're, we're trying to grow this thing. We're, we're going to start doing, hopefully in the new year, a lot more content on YouTube. I'm excited about it. We've got these ideas. We got we got the man behind the scenes, Josh, who's, who's gonna who's gonna help us out with that. Um, got got some exciting things in store for next year. I'm I'm excited about it. Um, and then lastly, leave us a five star review wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever. Five star review, your best friend of the podcast. One star, you can walk the damn plank. Uh, lastly, shout out. Um, Rajay, Rajay Harris, uh, just, uh, do you see his announcement already? We don't, we don't deserve him. Shout out to him for he's giving away something. Hello, Rajay. He, he's doing a raffle, giving away something for Christmas for the holidays, helping, helping a family that needs it out. Um, so shout out to that. He's a true one percenter. One percent. Um, and then. Yeah, I, I know I had to sh- I have another shout out real quick. Let me find it in my text. Uh Logan Smith. Logan Smith. John Smith's son turned 13, I think, yesterday. We shouted him out a couple years ago on the podcast. Here's another shout out to you, Logan. Shout Happy out, birthday, Logan. my friend. Happy birthday, big dog. Welcome to your teens. One, three. All right. I don't have anything else, already. Let's get out of here. Hey, I got nothing to see. Hey, look, y'all. Holiday season. Christmas coming up. Go and get them gifts. Stop procrastinating. Stop playing. Get them gifts.
That's all I got for you. Wash your hands, wash your butts as always. Oops. Peace. I know this man did not just hit a dab. I know he did not hit no damn dab. <laughs>